Hello everyone and welcome to another episode on the Growth Project Podcast, a podcast for you if you're ready to make a real impact in this lifetime. Whether you're looking to start your own business, travel the world, or simply live life with more purpose, the Growth Project Podcast will guide you every step of the way. Hosted by motivational speaker, life coach, and self-proclaimed truth dealer, Sharice Fear, you can be sure that the Growth Project Podcast will guide you in a progressive and authentic way towards your highest, most badass, unapologetic self. So sit back, buckle up, and get ready for the ride. Hello, 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 my wonderful people. I am so happy to be back for another episode this week. Like, uh, I have just found my groove, I feel like, with, with the podcast. And I just feel so good about sharing what I'm about to share and about just the episodes that are coming and just I just feel like in a really good place and I feel like I'm sharing more and more from my heart and less from my brain (laughs) less from my ego and it just feels really really good to be honest and my goal with this podcast was always to first and foremost share So to share my own experience, share the things that I've gone through, share the ways that I have, um, you know, healed certain aspects of myself or let go of certain certain things or adopted new truths and um, all of that. And for me, when like if I know something that has like changed my life or that has just really impacted me so much, like I just can't keep it for myself, like if something has really shook me to that point where it's changed my life, like I have to tell the people around me. I have to tell the people I love. I have to tell my friends. I have to, because it's like, if something like really transformed my life, like why the hell would I just keep that for myself? Like, I just don't understand that. So I guess I'm a sharer. Maybe I'm an oversharer, but all in all, um, I just feel really good about today's episode and I can't wait to um, dive in. But before we even get in all of that, like I want to announce and let you guys know that I have a couple spots um, open for my one-on-one program, which is Rise. It's called Rise because, you know, Sharice, she rise, so it's called Rise. But it's all about, you know, stepping into your power, rising into your power, rediscovering yourself, rediscovering your own personal power. And I think that that is something that I talk a lot about on this podcast podcast about taking your power back realizing your power your self-worth your confidence your authenticity you know just allowing yourself to be who you are who you truly truly are and loving yourself for who you truly are i truly truly believe that when you are authentic and when you love yourself for who you are and you let yourself be 
who you are, you shine incredibly in a unique way that is unique to you and you draw unique opportunities or opportunities that were meant for you. And when we go through life trying to be other people, trying to conform to things and to boxes and put ourselves into shapes that we do not fit into, we're truly distorting our soul's purpose and we're distorting our our destiny in a sense, our fate, because we are not allowing our soul's purpose to come true. So if that is something that you know, you're interested in really rediscovering yourself, your your true identity, your true authenticity, your confidence, your purpose, you know, having a purpose and figuring out what your purpose is. Like your purpose is so essential to feeling fulfilled in life. You know, if you're just doing things to do things and you have no idea why you're doing it and you're just doing it because, you know, your parents told you to do that or your society told you to do that or school told you that that's what you needed to be successful and you keep doing these things and they don't fill you up and you don't feel good about it and you don't feel good about your life and nothing about your life is like what you want it to be, you are missing an integral part of your life and that is your own true purpose your soul's purpose and we all have a purpose like we all came here for a reason to create something to do something to be something or someone and we all have a purpose like there's nothing in this realm that's created without purpose there's no one that's created by mistake so you have a purpose and you know, what I really help you do and what my program is designed to do, what my space is designed to do is to help you create that, help you create your purpose, help you find your purpose, create clarity around your purpose and really help you tap into that and into that courage to follow your purpose because after you after you know what it is you know after you find the things that you want to do you definitely do need some courage um, and some confidence to go behind it and that's exactly what we do um, during our time together we really truly work on that your courage your confidence your authenticity and truly having the balls (laughs) to stand out and to do your own thing and to go your own way and like Say fuck it to, you know, the shouldas, the I should be like this, I should do that. Like, no, you should do only what you truly feel is right in your heart. And no one should make the rules for you. You make the rules for yourself. Like, this is your life. And at the end of the day, at your deathbed, you know, sorry to be so graphic, like you wouldn't have worried about all of the people that you pleased, you know, you're not going to worry about the likes or the comments or all the people that that said like, oh, thank you for doing exactly what I wanted you to do. No, you're going to be thinking about all the things that you didn't do because you were afraid of what other people thought or what other people would say or being your real true self. And like, Literally, if you go through life without being yourself and being authentic to yourself and your desires, you're literally just asking for like a midlife crisis or just for like 
some sort of breakdown because there's only so far you can go without living your truth. There's only so far you can go without fulfilling yourself. Like if you don't fulfill yourself and you don't give yourself the things that you know your heart and your soul is desiring, then you're going to have to fill yourself up with other things that you don't necessarily want. You're going to fill that hole by doing so many other things that can be detrimental to you, to your mental health, to your to the people around you because you're going to be wanting to fill a hole that can only be filled by the things that you know that you should be doing that you are called to do so it's okay to feel scared to do those things and it's totally normal and natural to feel um you know scared and just like um worried or anxious about going in that direction and thinking of like what will people think or anything like that and you know especially in our society that like you know we we thrive or we we truly like value outside validation you know so it's normal you know growing up how we grew up to feel like that but what i really um help you remember is that at the end of the day it's your like your opinion of yourself that matters the most if everyone else is proud of you and you're not proud of yourself it means absolutely nothing if everyone loves you and you don't love yourself it means absolutely nothing so at the end of the day connecting back with who you truly are what you truly want and going on that path is the path to the highest fulfillment it is the path to the highest happiness and when you really think about it The people in your life that love you, that truly love you and support you, want you to be happy. They truly want you to be happy. Um, So why wouldn't that be you know, you doing what you want to do. Yeah, they may not understand it in the beginning, but I feel like if you, when you persevere and you go behind your dreams and you do the things that you want to do, people end up coming around anyways. They just usually project their fears on you in the beginning, but you know people like as soon as they see things starting to work as soon as they see money starting rolling in, as soon as they see other people start fucking with you, they start coming on your side. So it's like, What a super disadvantage for you to never follow your dreams thinking that people won't um, support you and stuff like that when it's literally just their own fear that they are projecting on you and they'll end up coming around anyways. So um, yeah, I just wanted to um, announce that I have a couple spots open for that. Um, after this after this round of one-on-ones, I won't be taking any more one-on-ones because I really want to focus on launching a group program in which I'm going to have at least 10 girls. My goal is 10 girls in this group and I really want it to be a group healing. So this is kind of like your last chance for um, for like the first half of the year. I won't be like taking any more one-on-one clients until maybe like after summer. So if you're wanting to, you know, heal, grow and glow by summer, um, you definitely want to get onto that. And that is going to be in my, the link is in my bio and it's going to be in the show notes as well. So now that that is out of the way, um, I want to talk to you guys about today's episode. 
So today's episode is going to be the beginning of a subject that you guys are going to hear me talk a lot on my podcast. Um, I talk a lot on my um, Instagram about it. Um, Recently, I've started posting more about it and I wanted to come on the podcast and talk more in depth about my true, true experience with it. So something you guys may or may not know about me yet, depending on if you were, depending on when you joined my soul fam and depending on how much you like listen to my podcast and interact with my content, but I have ADHD. I identify as someone having ADHD, like I struggle with the symptoms of having ADHD every single day. Um... (laughs) (laughs) okay so i want to tell you guys about my experience with adhd how i you know discovered i had adhd and just like my whole entire thing with adhd what i think about it um what tactics i kind of use around it or just like in general how our brain functions and um yeah, you can probably even listen this episode to see if you if you suspect yourself of having ADHD, um, etc. So, I've always kind of known that like something was up with me. Okay, I've always kind of known that something was up with me. I don't know at what age I started to notice certain differences between me and others, but I've always kind of had a feeling that like, hey, something's up, something's not right, like some things don't make sense, like why can't I get myself to do simple things that like other people have absolutely no trouble doing um it just came to a point where like I said I I I realized this when I was younger I lived my whole life through it you know moved to to a different country came over here to Canada lived here went to school you know had lots of trouble studying procrastinated almost every assignment crammed and (laughs) and like you know procrastinated till the last minute right until you get that last minute burst and then did all of my assignments everything like that and I think it was until I really started working um and like going to college and working that I really truly noticed that like dude something is off and to be honest I want to be even more transparent with you guys it's until I started having some really long-term relationships as well that I noticed that okay (laughs) dude either I'm like a horrible person (laughs) either I'm like the worst person alive or something's wrong and 
Um, I'll explain to you guys what I mean by that, but I really started to see some differences and some like, I started having challenges that I didn't have before or that I just was like, I noticed that people around me did not have these challenges. And the thing is that when you're working with people, um, you know, people are the perfect mirror and especially at work, like people at work don't really like care about you like that. You know what I mean? Like you guys are working together, your colleagues and stuff like that. But like people don't care about you to the point of like sugarcoating your shit, you know? So like if you're constantly doing something, like they'll let you know, like, dude, you're always leaving the drawers open. Like every single time you go somewhere and you open the drawer, you leave it open. Like, can you close it? And then you're like, of course, of course, totally. I like, I totally didn't even know that. And then it happens again and again and again. And then someone else brings it up. And then you kind of realize like, holy shit, like what the fuck? Like, why can't I close the fucking drawer like everyone keeps telling me Sharice when you go for a pen when you do this like close the drawer like I can hit myself on it I can um you know hurt myself or just like you know it, it's important for the stuff to stay closed like there there's information in there or whatever and like you keep like fucking up and you just don't know why and it comes to a point where, you know, it starts to be hard to, like, explain to the people around you, especially at that point where, like, I didn't know that I had ADHD or I didn't suspect myself to have ADHD yet or, like, I just didn't have the the, the verbiage or the term. So I didn't know what it was. So it, it it's kind of like I was just saying, like, yo, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm asset-minded. Like, I just, I don't know why I forget these things. But it's like I didn't know really and truly what it was um at that point and like i said things like work and working in a team and working with others really reflected back to me that like okay like there is something and i worked really really hard at it and i i worked very hard at staying disciplined um with in certain areas especially at work to make sure that like you know, I was not creating more work or just problems for the people around me, but I definitely did notice it. I did notice it. I won't lie. Like, I definitely noticed that I wasn't as organized as the others. I definitely noticed that I was very messy. I definitely noticed um, a lot of those things that, like, yes, I had noticed it in my regular, regular life, but it's like, when you're at home, you're just like, oh, well, so what? My room's messy. Like, it's my room, right? But then when you go out and you're working with other people and you have your office or your desk or stuff like that, you truly start noticing the differences or, like, sometimes you'll hear the little comments or stuff like that and you'll you'll start to really, like, you can start seeing those, those, those things. So, um, yeah, I think work, college, and, like, um, relationships really confirmed to me that like there <laughs> like there's something here there's something here um, because despite my best efforts like despite my best efforts and my best intentions some like I just like it was just like Sometimes I just couldn't keep an organized desk or I just couldn't keep like no matter what I would get overwhelmed or I didn't have the correct strategies to prioritize the right things or to do things in the correct order. And like 
more and more that you don't understand something and you don't know how to help it, the more you feel hopeless and overwhelmed by it. And there was a huge point, um, I feel like, in my life, especially in my relationships, where I just didn't, I just didn't feel good. I truly didn't feel good because, I, like, I don't feel like a lot of people talk about this, um, especially, like, having ADHD and being in a relationship with another person or someone who does not have ADHD um, or even being in a relationship with someone and not knowing that you have ADHD. Like a lot of people don't talk about this because I mean, well, I don't know why they don't, but I don't hear a lot of conversation about it. And the thing is that it was in my relationships that I felt like the most worthless because like I literally could not get myself to do certain things and you know when you're with someone and they are observing this or they're looking at this or you're just aware that like okay like someone else can see (laughs) my fucked upness like it takes a toll on on you it takes a toll on your confidence it takes a toll on like just like who you are in general and like I said um, earlier in my early 20s I did not know that I had ADHD so like I thought that it was just like me that like I was just a fucked up human being or just like there was something wrong with me there was something wrong there was something deficient with me and that I could never change it or that like there's just something wrong with me and that like I shouldn't exist and like I am just fucked up or broken or deficient or unuseful or worthless and you know those are hard ass emotions to feel and they're even worse mindsets to be in because no matter how good I would do at work with friends, no matter how much people liked me, no matter how whatever, there was always this underlining feeling that I was not good enough. That if people really knew the real me, they wouldn't want to be my friend. They wouldn't want to, like, there, there's just this whole entire underlining like feeling that I was just not enough and that was I, that I was fake because I felt like the person that I was being to other people were not the person that I was at home or not the person that I was when I was alone so um, a huge wound for me um, especially growing up was my um, messiness right so I never truly been able to keep uh, and maintain a um, clean, clean, organized, well, not clean, clean is relative, my room was clean, (laughs) if my mom's listening to this, she's probably like, no, Um, but in my eyes, my room was clean, and everything was where I needed it to be, However, I definitely understand that looking from an outside perspective, like my room wasn't organized. The thing is that my room was organized for my ADHD brain. My room was, I need 
things like outside on the fucking table on their dresser to even know they exist if i put it in a drawer if i put it in a box if i put it in a closet it doesn't exist anymore because i cannot see it and this is a thing that that um a lot of people who have adhd suffer from i think what is it called it is called I totally forgot. I'm totally spacing out on what it's called, but uh, I know it has something to do with. I'm totally spacing out on what it's called. It's called like something. Oh, I hate not having the the words or the names for you guys. Okay, I found it. Object permanence. So it's called object permanence, and basically what it is, it's like. If an object is not in your direct line of sight, if it's not in your like like surroundings or you can openly see it, it does not exist. It's like it went into the abyss and your brain does not register it. So um, this is something simple as just something else being hidden behind something else doesn't exist or someone putting something in a drawer instead of leaving it on the counter and it just doesn't exist so you know like growing up like maybe you were looking for something and like you never find it but like your mom just comes and she just finds it in one minute or like in 30 seconds like these things happen to me all the time and like growing up you, you can you can feel like this is part of your personality like it's so normal but I really truly understood that it was object permanence and like it was object permanence people call it like you know out of sight out of mind and it's truly that out of sight out of mind like if I open the fridge and something is not in my direct view or like if it's not I don't I don't I really don't remember it's there like if it's in a drawer and I have to open the drawer to find it in there like it's not there what's in the fridge is when I open the fridge and I can clearly see everything on the shelf then that is what is in the fridge. If it's not clear, it's not in the fridge. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to explain it. So I constantly needed like everything out. So I needed all my products like for my face and stuff like on my on my dresser. I needed my incense. I needed I needed things where I can see them so I didn't forget about them. And I remember that early that I know that like if I don't like I would buy things and like it was like oh well just put it in your closet or just put and it's like no because if I do I forget that it exists if I put it somewhere too far like I forget that it exists and I think I remember just like cleaning my room and just finding like so many treasures and so many things that like I totally forgot about and I think like that made my room cleaning process even longer <laughs> because I would always just stop and play around with things that like I forgot even existed and out of sight out of mind object permanence like was really was really um just like a symptom of of ADHD so going back to like I said again it may seem like chaotic or messy to have so many things on a dresser like you know like your like even my bed so my bed um 
became a place too where I would have things, right? So I would have my journals on my bed because again, I know like, oh, when I wake up, I want to write in my journal. I want to write in my gratitude journal. I need to have it next to me, like with my pen and my thing or else I won't remember. Another thing that I started doing too, I would have alarms for everything. Like I have alarms, alarms, alarms 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 like 15 minute alarms alarms to leave the house alarms uh, to tell me that you're gonna leave the house in 15 minutes the alarm before that to say you have 30 minutes left like I had alarms for everything for everywhere and I was still late every single place every single time no matter my best effort no matter waking up early no matter leaving early no matter Leaving early was a problem because like whenever I felt like I'm leaving early, my brain would just like find other things that like I absolutely needed to do for some reason before I left and that would cause me to be late. So I'm just like, what the actual fuck? And the thing is that we have to understand that like in the real world, right, people don't have time for you. People don't have time for for anything that is inconvenient to them. People don't have time or the compassion or the understanding to deal with anything that does not serve them, that does not make their life easier, that doesn't, like, and if anything is a minor inconvenience, they just don't have time for you, right? So the thing is that a lot of people or a lot of bosses or a lot of places, they won't even care to like sit down or like ask questions about why you're late or what's going on. It'll just be like, okay, well, this person needs a write up or like they just don't or or like my one of my favorite things. Um, not one of my favorite things, but one of my one of my last bosses that I challenged on this, you know, not saying that like it was okay for me to be late, obviously not. And I did like get so much better on it, and I worked at it, and I lived, I left like thirty minutes in advance and stuff like that, um, just to make sure that like I wasn't late anymore. But you know, this person they would say to me like, I just feel like you just don't respect me. And I would be like, well, why would you say that? And they're like, well, because you, you're you coming in late or you're coming in like five minutes before. And like, you know, we want everyone to be here 10 minutes before. So I just feel like you don't respect me. And I'm like, um, why do you feel like me coming five minutes before work or something like that means like I don't respect you like why would you make it about you and not about me maybe it's about me maybe it's like something going on with me and has nothing to do with you why would you think that like because of this like I don't respect you I don't respect the company I'm like I have all the utmost respect for the company and I have all the utmost respect for you and just like something like that of just like jumping to the conclusion that like I don't respect you or like the company because like um you know I, I'm I'm not I wasn't able to always consecutively perfectly be there ten to fifteen minutes before. This is like just the type of things that like ADHD people deal with on a daily and yes being late I know it's annoying and it's not an excuse and it's not excusable 
but it's even for other things as well of just like zoning out in a convo or having someone repeat something like mm, can you repeat this or can you show me this or people in general like i said they just get so annoyed and they have no compassion whatsoever for anyone that's different or for anyone that's not made like them if you're not made regular degular and you don't understand things regular degular or you just don't do things in the regular way like i just feel like especially in the workplace it's just like screw you you know what i mean people just feel like you're a problem and they don't um it's just it's just hard it's hard because it's hard like having um, ADHD, which is like considered kind of like an invisible illness, right? Because no one can know you truly have ADHD just by looking at you. Like there is symptoms like restlessness and like always shaking our legs and biting our nails and stuff like that. But other than that, like people don't really, people can't really tell if you have ADHD just by looking at you. So it is an invisible illness. And the thing with invisible in- illnesses is that People tend to like invalidate you over and over again and tell you that you're lying, that you're lazy, that you're just stubborn, that you just don't care, that you're just disrespectful. Like because they cannot physically see it, like because your arm isn't broken or missing, they just can't find it in themselves or or like they refuse to because it's kind of like oh, well, then why should I give you a pass, right? Why should your life be easier, right? It's not my fault that you don't know what to prioritize or organize or or you feel a little overwhelmed or you need a little bit of help. Like, it's like, it's very hard to receive support, especially, especially, especially in the workplace. Um, so if you have ADHD and you're in the workplace, I definitely, definitely feel you um, with that. And you know, another place too is like sometimes even with your own family, right? Because growing up with your family, they may just tend to see you as like, this is you and this is your personality. Like, you don't know how long I thought, like the more that I get to know about ADHD, the more I'm like, dude, is my whole entire personality ADHD? Because I'm like, damn, I thought I was doing these things because I was like a quirky little person. And I'm like, this is ADHD. (laughs) So at this point, I'm like, I am a walking, I'm like, my personality is ADHD because it's like, where do I start and where do I stop? And it's like, obviously, it makes sense because it's my fucking brain that's wired differently. So it's obviously going to be part of my personality because everything that I do, perceive, etc., it is different than a neurotypical brain. Like, let's, for example, take dopamine, right? So... Again, I am not sciencey, and I didn't research the science for this, so don't quote me on anything. But dopamine is essential. What is what is essential basically for motivation in the brain? You know, dopamine is responsible for motivation, and people with ADHD produce lower dopamine than a neurotypical brain. You know, our brain has a hard time in general producing its own dopamine. So we get stimulated by different things. We get stimulated by new things. We get stimulated by, we don't get, we get stimulated by new things, by novelty, by learning something new, by, you know, 
maybe something that's a little bit challenging but stimulating intellectually stuff like that like we get very stimulated by that but then asking us to do something repeatedly wears down our dopamine so quickly that it feels so painful to do the most easiest things ever and people look at you like what the hell like why aren't you able to do this thing or like why is this thing so hard for you but they don't understand how excruciating it feels to do the same thing over and over and over again to do something so boring to do something so mundane over and over again literally feels like death to us and i personally believe it's because our dopamine levels are so depleted and dopamine is what helps you you know have that natural motivation to do the things that you need to do you know whether or not you like them you have that dopamine release and that helps you get through the process and most people the more times they do something you know the better they get at it the quicker they get at it and the less like dopamine is required you know to motivate them to do something but since we do not provide since we do not produce the adequate amount of dopamine it doesn't actually get easier for us to do it it doesn't actually get effortless it doesn't actually like get better you know it's still excruciating for me to <laughs> to you know wash the dishes or clean the kitchen or clean the the bathroom or anything like that because at the end of the day first of all i'm not motivated to do it second of all it doesn't stimulate me in any way and i want the thing that i want people to understand too so people will be like yeah but like i don't want to clean the bathroom but i do it right the thing is that the way that your brain is wired is that you don't want to clean the bathroom, but you do clean the bathroom, right? And after you clean the bathroom, your brain is set to release a bunch of chemicals that is going to make you feel good about yourself, which means that after you do the hard thing, you get a reward. That is how your brain trains you to keep on doing the hard, mundane, everyday tasks that are like, uh, we don't want to do. Your brain does that. So it's like, you know, like psychology, giving a, like training a dog or giving someone a treat every single time they do something. Your brain does that to you. Problem with our brain is that it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. So guess what? We do the hard thing and we don't get a treat at the end. So next time <laughs> anybody wants to compare themselves to an ADHD person and just say that we're just lazy or we just don't want to do the thing, understand that we are doing the same exact thing that you're doing with less dopamine, less motivation. It's more excruciating. And at the end of it, we don't even get to get the reward. We don't even get to feel proud of ourselves. We don't even get the feel-good emotions to prompt us to do the same thing next time. Imagine if every single time you did something, the person next to you got a candy or a reward or money, right? And they're like, yay, I'm going to totally do this again. I'm going to do 10 push-ups. Yay, I got my reward. I'm going to do 20. I got my reward. And you're there and you did five push-ups, you did 10 push-ups, you did 20 push-ups and you get nothing, 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 nothing. 
Would you be motivated to do 10 push-ups again, 20 push-ups again, 30 push-ups again when you keep getting nothing for the push-ups that you're doing? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't feel motivated to do it. You wouldn't want to do it. You would dread doing it because you knew that you would continue to to use so much effort that it would be painful and it wouldn't amount to like I'm not talking about the physical results but I'm talking about the feeling inside of you it wouldn't amount to a feeling inside of you wouldn't amount to anything inside of you and that is part of what makes it so hard for us to do the task that we know that we need to do is that we one, do not have the adequate dopamine to motivate us. And two, we're not motivated because we know that we are going to do a task that is going to take a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of, uh, of sometimes sweat and tears, and we're not going to get the reward for it. So if you ask me, <laughs> we're fucking saints at this point because... To continuously put yourself through that and to come to the point to understand like, yo, we have to be our own cheerleaders. Like, we have to make things fun. We need to get our brains engaged and, you know, do the hard thing. Even when our brain is asking us to quit, even when the thing feels absolutely excruciating, we have to be there and say, it's okay. Just get it done. You can do this. Just finish just 20 pieces of laundry to fold, 10 pieces. You can do it. It's not overwhelming. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't feel bad. You can do this. Don't focus on the pain. Just focus on like this is how I talk to myself and my brain to get myself sometimes to fold laundry. Well, this is how I used to. I get I am getting better at it because I like just when I start to feel the feelings of overwhelm, I don't, I just like, like my thing now is like I start humming. I'm like, and I start humming because I feel like humming and singing automatically tricks my brain into thinking I'm having fun or I'm happy. And I don't know if it boosts um, some of my levels of dopamine or serotonin. I should definitely look this up. Maybe it's a trick, but I just kind of start humming and I kind of like start taking my brain off of that because I know if I go down that path, I won't finish what I started. Um, another way uh, my ADHD shows up is that like I'll start task and like just not I'll just try to do so many things like I go to the kitchen and I'm like, I'm here to make breakfast. But then my brain's like, okay, but before you make breakfast, let's just do the dishes. And then when I start doing the dishes, it's like, oh, you know what would be really great and what would maximize product productivity is if you put in a load of laundry um, right when you're doing the dishes. So by the time you finish doing the dishes and you make your food, the laundry would be done and you get to put it in the dryer and you get to be super productive. Another thing our brain loves to do is be productive and save time. And I think that it tries to save time because it tries to save effort because it knows that effort is excruciating in some, in certain parts for us. So we're always trying to find workarounds and save time and save thing. And like I recently realized and like I started telling my brain like no no we're not gonna do that because guess what 
now I'm going to go, I'm going to stop doing the dishes. I'm going to go put a load of laundry. Before I know it, I'm doing something completely different. I still didn't eat. I, the dishes is still not completed. And now I have laundry. And guess what? Now I have three tasks to do instead of doing one. And now I feel overwhelmed. So I started telling my brain, no, you know what? We're just going to start with breakfast. And then we'll do the other things. And um, certain days, I allow myself to follow the dopamine and follow my ADHD. But I truly set intentions with myself. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. But we're coming directly back to washing the dishes. And like, I try not to get distracted in between. Because... What I realized as well is that like my brain will be like, okay, we're going to do go do the laundry and then we're going to come right back. And then the thing is, I'll start doing the laundry and then I'll remember that I had this thing and then I'll do this thing or like I just really need to send this message really quick. So I grab my phone and I send this message and then I get locked into my phone and then the laundry is there and then I didn't finish the dishes and then it's just a lot. So... I just started just like telling myself like, you know, it's okay, the laundry's gonna get done, everything's gonna get done, but I started like prioritizing things and I started prioritizing getting things done over being productive. So if you have an ADHD brain or if you're just like, you're resonating what I'm saying, Stop focusing on being productive and focus on completing things because you most likely have a problem completing stuff and then you come home or your partner comes home and there's like you meant to do well and you meant to be productive for that day and cook and clean and do all the things but instead what it looks like is that you have three, four things half finished. So instead just focus on like completing things. Uh, It's better that you have like two completed things or one completed thing than having four uncompleted things and I know it makes no sense for our brain our brain just doesn't feel productive completing one thing at a time it feels boring it feels unproductive it doesn't feel good but I promise you I promise you it's going to help with the feelings of like you know the shitty feelings that you get when you just feel disappointed in yourself that you didn't complete the things that you wanted to complete and it's also going to make you feel less overwhelmed because you're going to actually be completing tasks and you're not going to be left with four things to be done or four things to complete and always feeling like you're in this I'm I'm behind I have so much to do focus on like one or two tasks and complete them in like pat yourself on the back remember to congratulate yourself because sometimes like I said our brain doesn't do it so pat yourself on the back for doing those one two things and just like call it a motherfucking day you know you don't need to do everything in one day and I know our brain loves to com- convince us that we can, we're can. we super human people and we can do 7,000 things in a day, but we can't. And we just end up creating a lot of burnout, overwhelm, and disappointment for ourselves. So that's just like a little tip. Um, I know I went on a side note, but that was just a little thing that I wanted to um, put out there. So I've been talking for a little while and like I said, this is not the first or the last, well, this is the first, but this is not the last time that I will be talking about 
ADHD on my podcast. So do not worry. And I would love and love, 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 love to hear your guys' feedback on this. I would love to hear if you guys have um, like requests on what you guys want to hear on the podcast and what you guys want to hear specifically about ADHD. And if you guys like this topic and want me to continue talking about it, I also would love to have feedback on whether or not you guys resonated with this, whether you you feel like you have ADHD, you think you have ADHD, did you like do you relate with some of the symptoms, some of the feelings, some of the situations that I described? Like I want to go so in depth in this because I just feel like especially in our community um and in our cultures, we still have these stigmas around mental um like I said mental things mental divergence mental health and we don't like to accept these things we don't like to talk about these things and you know we even our own family members um and people around us have a hard time seeing us truly and seeing our struggles and seeing what we go through every single day um with things like ADHD um AD, ADD etc and like all of these um, invisible illnesses or or neurodivergence. Like I really feel like people don't understand the depth of the struggle, the depth of the feelings, the 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 the, the like how much rejection, how much like how much we deal with. You know, just in general from people who do not understand us or who look down on us who or who look at us like we're just lazy or just like we don't even try or we don't like or like we're just letting our life pass us by or we have so much potential but we're just wasting it like all of these things really hurts a person and and it really takes a toll on their self-worth on their self-esteem and a lot of people with ADHD um, a lot of adults with ADHD a lot of adults who are undiagnosed with ADHD especially especially women have this sense of low self-worth and low self-esteem and this is why I really wanted to talk about this topic because I know what it feels like to be a woman in this situation and then and especially in our society where you know you're supposed to be perfect you're supposed to be neat and well organized and your house is supposed to look away and you're just supposed to be doing all of these things and sometimes these things are overwhelming for you and you just may feel like you're not woman enough you're not perfect enough you're not good enough you're just never going to amount to anything and I'm here to tell you that is so not fucking true. That is a lie. That is the biggest lie that your brain has told you, that society has told you. Um, I'm here to dispel this myth. I'm here to prove wrong. And just to let you guys know, like most of the entrepreneurs in our world and like successful entrepreneurs at that have ADHD. And that is a like a statistic um or like a thing that i found on the internet and i researched it and it was actually true they were talking so much about like the positive sides of adhd and i think i'm gonna just do an episode like on that directly but just like you know our enhanced creativity our our problem solving abilities are off the chart when we actually focus and we focus on something our ability to get to the bottom and get to the root of something is 
off the chart. Like I said, our creative, um, our creativity, our 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 our, so, our problem solving skills, our our ability to see the see the connections between things that are to other people they're completely unrelated unrelated but we can see the connection between them and like i said this is a divergence of the brain but it doesn't mean that anything's wrong with our brain it just means that this is a different manifestation of our brain and i definitely believe that there is a reason for it and there is a purpose for it and that we excel in a lot of different areas and i just want to talk more about it because you know it's so easy to get caught up in our identity and just be like i have adhd so i can't do this that and the other but it's so not true um so this is where i'm gonna stop today's episode guys i really hope that you enjoyed it um like i said it was just an introduction to the subject on my podcast because i have i'm going to have other episodes coming out on it and i wanted to let you guys know that like i struggle with these things and i have adhd and i want to talk about it on this podcast and i want this to be a safe space for you guys to send me questions and talk about it too and feel safe and supported and like no matter what you can do anything because you were made perfectly and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you so Thank you guys so much for listening um, to today's episode. It was so, so close to my heart and I can't wait to talk to you again. See you.